Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Robo Falcons podcast, the official podcast of the Frost Robo Falcons robotics teams. I am your host, Jason, and I am joined by Frost Robo Falcons Black team member and my son, Asher. Hey, it's good to be here. I am glad you're here. Um, it's always nice to have your co-host with me. It happens every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, joining us today are uh, two of the mentors of the Frost Robo Falcons teams, uh, Chris and Lindsay. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what what exactly, what is all this? So what, what is Robo Falcons? What is FTC and, and FIRST and all that stuff? Explain that to me. Explain that to people that are listening here that don't know. First Robotics was uh, founded in 1989, um, and it was um, a, a way for uh, students involved in STEM activities to be more invo- be involved with com- competitions. Okay. Um, and it's grown to uh, basically be from uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. So there's a lot of teams all over the all over the world now. Fifty countries. Fifty countries. Yes. About how many teams? Um, at the FTC level, there's, what do we say, like two, 3,000 maybe? Two, 3,000? Yeah, and then FRC is way more, and I'm not sure about LEGO League. So there's more than one league, more than one level? Yeah. Okay, so what are those, so the level that we're in now is FTC, mm-hmm. and that's primarily for middle school kids? Only yeah. in Michigan. Only in Michigan, okay. Other, everywhere else in the world, it's... Um, middle school through high school. Okay. Michigan has limited it to just middle school because we are the largest district in the world for robotics for first. Okay. And we have the most participation, so they were trying to limit the number of teams because there were beginning to be too many. Wow, that's crazy. I had no idea. Before I kind of got involved in all of this, um, I didn't really know much about it. We happened to go to an open house one day for middle school when he was going in he was telling me about the robotics team and we happened to see him and um i thought it was cool but again I, i'm kind of new at this i have no idea what a lot of this stuff is so believe it or not you're educating me in a lot of this stuff as well um so there's so there's ftc there's frc which is the high school level here in michigan mm-hmm. um and it was started you said uh in 89 I, my notes here say woody flowers and dean Kamen were the two gentlemen correct yes. dean Kamen started uh Started first mm-hmm. um, as a uh, from their website, a global nonprofit organization that prepares young people for the future is basically the uh, the, the gist of the website. And it's uh, <clears throat> competition, math, science, marketing, business, you know, a, a whole host of uh, art presentation, real life skills All that uh, will be gained through the through the experience. So, so it's not just about building robots. It's more than that. A lot more, correct. A lot more. So, yeah. what are the what are the kind of the core philosophies of of, of first? Uh, I know I know uh, gracious professionalism is one I hear tossed around a lot. Yes. Um, what what exactly is that? And as they say, there is no definition to it. It'll mean sure. something different to every person. And okay. There, so there is actually not a uh, clear, um, canned answer to okay. that. So for some um, some students, and I, I quiz the students. What does it mean to you? Because the, the judges will ask them that all the time as well. So a lot of times it's being a good sport, whether winning or losing. If you win, you don't gloat. If you lose, you don't cry, or you don't, uh, you know, you, you don't get upset by it. You, sure. you know, you, you take it in stride. Um, others, it's you know, it's helping. It's helping others as well. You know, no matter the situation, give a hand to, to another team, another person uh, when in need. 
Interesting. Ash, what do you think about that? What does it mean? What does gracious professionalism mean to you now that you've been doing this for, you know, a few months now? Uh, yeah, I'd say that, like, all the points that they brought up were good. Like, you know, being a good sport to other people, but, like, be happy to compete and, like, perform with everyone else. So, realistically, maybe the, maybe the outcome of the competition isn't the point. It's the competition itself and the camaraderie you build within that competition with not only your group, but the other groups as well. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And not just competition. They're, they coined a term, cooperation. That's great. In that, it's a two versus two match. Every match is two versus two, in yeah. FTC at least. And your opponent in one match could be your partner in, in the next match. And you have to work with your partner if you want to you know, win that match. That's this is a good launching point. So describe the describe the competitions. Describe the the events themselves. I've only been to one personally, so you know I have my, my scope's a little limited. What have you guys seen? Like, what are these things in general? Um, a very long day. Yeah. Is first of all. Sure. So er, er, yeah. early in the you're, you're getting there early in the morning and just plan for the whole day. Um, Prior to the competition, you're checking in. You're you're getting the robot inspected. There's certain rules for size, for mechanisms, and things like that. So the robot needs to be safe. It needs to follow the rules. So start out with uh, an inspection. Um, later in the morning, every team is interviewed by judges. So the judges are going to allow each team to give a five-minute presentation about anything they want to talk about. Um, the one rule, there's one mentor allowed with them and the mentor cannot say a word. So one silent mentor through the five-minute presentation and then the 10-minute question and answer period. Five-minute presentation could be on the entire, just the robot. It could be on the process to build the robot. It could be on community service, fundraising, outreach. Uh, Anything is fair game. Some teams I've heard do a skit where instead of just giving a, a, a presentation hitting bullet points, maybe they do a little performance. Um, at the end of the five minutes, the judges will ask questions, and that's where they would ask the gracious professionalism question. They'll ask about the robot, how many sensors, how many motors, how does it work, how did you come up with it, what did you enjoy most? So there's a, a long list of questions that they normally ask and an even longer list of questions that could come out of nowhere that uh, kids might not be prepared for. How do you prep for that? I mean, I can't imagine, like, I, I saw the list of stuff, that, you gave me a list of things that, you would sort of kind of bullet point it for the kids to go over in your prep work, but how do you, there's no way to prepare for that, I can imagine. It is uh, difficult to prepare for it and uh, hope to have a few oddball questions thrown their way by a few others is always helpful just to understand that it's not just the, this list of questions. Yeah, they, they, did get, they did get a question they weren't ready for, but I think they filled it all right. Yeah, yeah, they got a few they weren't ready for. The budget question was one. We never really prepared them for the budget this past competition. Lesson learned. They're now aware of the budget. So Yeah, I guess that, that, that is kind of an aspect of it that I didn't take into account. I didn't take into account that the fact that, you know, they're really looking at this holistically. They're looking at start to finish, not only how you're building the robot, but uh, how you're marketing it, uh, what you're doing to promote yourself, how you're getting your funds, um, all of that stuff. Um, I was kind of surprised at that aspect of it. I, I expected to come in here and just see people building things and testing things and, you know, things blowing up in the background, <laughs> stuff like that. That was kind of my my uh, my idea of what would happen. But it's really, it is like a business, like you had mentioned. It's really a, a, a whole, it's a whole top to bottom. You're, you're selling basically this robot while also creating it and, and, and 
marketing it and, and trying to get it to do this game, which yeah. is um, good. It's also it's also the kids. It's not just about the robot. It's marketing the kids and the team and how the team works together, what the team does for the community, how the team spreads the word of first to the community and brings more people into robotics and brings in mentors from outside of just parents. So it's it's a whole thing. And uh, there's a lot of really great aspects that people don't think about. I know um, our middle son got really good at speaking in front of people mm -hmm. from being a part of the robotics team. Because he presented to the school board, he was on the presentation team at competitions, he was the team alliance representative for alliance selection and stuff. So. You know, they, they learn a lot. There's a lot of things that go into it that have nothing to do with building a robot. Because, hmm. you know, me being a preschool teacher as my background and an art major in school, I never thought I would be involved with robotics. But there's stuff for me to do here, too. Yeah, that's another thing I was surprised at. I didn't, didn't expect a podcast would fit into all of this. But, um, you know, my background as a podcaster kind of came up and... and Obviously, it's, hopefully, it'll help with the outreach portion of it, which uh, is a talking point from what I'm told with the judges, based on what you, you were saying. Uh, they, they're more interested in, they're very interested in the outreach aspect of it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and sustainability is a, a big thing. It's, you know, the, the budget question was a good question because what's your budget? That's what you have to be limited to to build the robot. Um, how do you fundraise to get the budget? So that's you know part of planning uh, even ahead of that. Um, what's your uh, sustainability plan, both for financial and for the team continuing, and for ro first robotics in general? Um, and you mentors. Know, if, oh, go to open houses or have younger students come in to the robotics center. Um, encourages them to see what this is all about, and by the time they get to middle school they'll want to join. Or if they're in elementary school, they'll become aware of a, a FLL, First Lego League, team that they can join um, at their school as well. So First Lego League is kind of the first step of uh, the kids kind of getting that basis for what robotics is, is all about? Yes. Yep. Yep. And there's seven teams in Livonia. Okay. Um, they're new. They were just started last year, or some, some were started last year, some were started this year. So... Um, Lindsay and I are really un, unfamiliar with how, sure. how that works, but we are trying to get them in here next week to uh, let them see our robot as well as them doing a, a demonstration. Excellent. Well, this, this brings up a good point. Um, uh, how did you become interested in robotics in the first place? So we, our oldest son, four years ago, joined the Frost team, and we had no idea what it was all about at all. Um, he, he, he learned from recruited. one of his, he was recruited from his friend. Um, so he joined the, the team in 2019, 2020 season. And, uh, at the time we were just parents, we did not get involved at all. Uh, we had no idea what, you know, how any of this worked. Um, <clears throat> in the 2020 through 2021 season, he did not join there, That season was just remote. He didn't want to just do remote robotics due to COVID, um, however, 2021, when our middle son joined, that's when we took more of an active role. Started coming to, coming to meetings and um, staying at meetings, helping with certain aspects of uh, building, presenting, marketing, things like that. 
what is your role on the team? Um, myself, I would say I fill in the blanks on some of the uh, engineering aspects that aren't necessarily involving building the robot. I have uh, probably built less this year than I have the past two years, um, really sticking more with the uh, coordination, um, engineering documentation, strategy, scouting, uh, preparing students for presentations, things like that. So um, I, I do like the strategy a lot. So even though I'm not physically building, I love to uh, come up with ideas and uh, you know see if we can get those implemented and see if they work. Maybe they don't. A solo cup pickup was one of my ideas I had this year. Yeah, it didn't work. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, I suggested a vacuum hand and a sticky right. hand. Both of those were quickly shot down, yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, so that sort of aspect of your role, is that based on your background as a professional? Yeah, I, uh, I'm an engineer. Okay. Yep. And are you more like engineer designing, engineer testing? Like what types of engineering are you? Um, mechanical engineering is what my degree is in. Okay. Um, I've been a variety of roles. I'm in engineering management now. Okay. So probably very similar to my, my job is, uh, let's say... Uh, Overseeing things, setting strategy, and and you know making observations and saying, hey, can we try this? And uh, and presentations. You know, and presentations. Yep. Yes. He's, he's good at getting the kids ready for presentation. That's very cool. Yeah. So you mentioned you were a preschool teacher. Yeah. And I know, and you had a design background as well. Yeah, I went to school for fine arts. Okay. Um and yeah, so the preschool teacher thing just kind of happened. Uh huh. And my youngest was there. They needed somebody to help out. And I was like, well, I'm driving him here twice a week. I might as well just, or three, actually, I was driving him there every day. I said, you know, I, I don't have anything to do during those three hours or whatever. I could help out, so. And seven years later, I still work there. <laughs> and it's been awesome. So, but, um, yeah, having an art background, I mostly help the kids with, I, we do, like, you know, make the robot look cool. And then, you know, the presentation boards in the pit area, that's a big part of what I do. And then um, various other things. I'll also help with like fundraising and outreach and organizing the team lunches and stuff like that. So That's cool. I was actually, I, was, I had no idea we were going to have those presentation boards. I was very impressed with them. They were very cool looking. Oh, thank you. I like them quite a bit. Um, <laughs> so just to kind of wrap up here, what, if you were to give somebody kind of a, a takeaway from, from robotics and, and what it can mean to a student in their development and uh, you know the overall aspects of it what, what would you what would you say to somebody about joining robotics why would somebody want to join the team it's probably different than what they expect okay that would be my my takeaway or my advice is whatever you're envisioning is probably not exactly how it is because it's a, a lot of different things and as you said it's not just building a robot there are some other life skills um, of different ways, you know, it's mechanical, it's programming, it's presentation, it's it's art, it's um, budgeting, marketing, promotion, you know, a, a lot of different things. A student could touch, you know, and not really even be expecting it. It's right. not just sitting there tinkering with, like, Legos, necessarily. Yeah, I would say for me, if someone asked me what it's about, I would just say it builds really great people. Everyone that I have met through this program 
has been such wonderful people. They're all helpful and generous and smart and most of them are well-spoken. Um, and it's a really great community. Everyone is willing to help each other. You know, they go on message boards and, hey, do you know how to fix this? And another person from another team, maybe from the other side of the world, will have an answer for you and give you code you might need to fix your autonomous or, you know, all kinds of things like that. I know that our coach has done that with some other teams. And uh, it's cool. We got to meet some people from, like, Libya a couple years ago when we went to the World's competition. So you never know. I mean, there's so many cool things and people and places you might get to go. It's a really neat world that I never thought I would be a part of. Yeah, it seems like there's a place for everybody in this. Like, regardless of what kind of background you have, what kind of talent you have, whether you're mechanically inclined or, or artistically inclined or maybe just like talking to people. Um, this seems to be a good place for kind of everyone to, you know, scratch their itch, to um, um, develop themselves, maybe in ways they didn't expect to. Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm, I certainly appreciate all the aspects of it. Ash, you seem to enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think it's a very great experience. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, I want to thank you both for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, first time podcasting is, uh, is a little tricky sometimes. Um, and you guys did a great job. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. My next two guests are team members on the Robo Falcons Black team. Uh, we have Darren and we have Ben. Guys, thanks for being here. Hi. Hello. Yep. Uh, go ahead so the people know your voices. You are? Darren. And you are? I am Ben. Wonderful. Um, all right. Um, so uh, what is your role on the team? Um, my role is mostly doing imagery, but I also have helped out in mechanical and programming. So could you like explain to me what each of those is? Uh, so imagery is basically how the robot looks and how we design different presentation aspects. Mm -hmm. And mechanical is basic, basically building the robot. Programming is, as the name suggests, programming the robot. All right. I'm sort of the mechanical and programmer. I switch between the two. Uh, programming is just like making the robot move or making some part of the robot move. Mm. And mechanical is just shaping the robot. Yeah, so uh, you said you go in between like interchangeably. Do you have to stick to one or like? No, some days you can be mechanical, programmer, or imagery. So just like... Whatever suits the mood that day, yeah. wherever attention is needed. Exactly. So there's a lot of situations where um, we'll be working on one aspect of the robot, and maybe you guys aren't needed necessarily for that portion of it. And then while they're doing that part, you'll go and you'll work on your part as well. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Very cool. Very cool. Um, All right. Uh, what are the challenges you have to overcome to build a successful robot? Uh, some challenges are... Sometimes you pick up the wrong screw or just screw something in that wasn't supposed to be there or you lose a part and you have to replace it, go through that process. Mm -hmm. Maybe programming it, uh, you can't get some part of the robot to move or just just can't get something to work. I, uh, I personally saw a little bit of programming and it was nightmarish. There was just so many bugs and different kinks that you just had to work out and it took forever to do each individual one. 
and then like when you finally fix everything, there's like more bugs that you have to fix. It's just, yeah. Um, well, I think he hit on all the important points. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were building, um, we were trying to design the drone launcher. We had a lot of issues with that, just kind of figuring out what would even work. Um, I mean, how many different designs did we come up with? Um, probably over a dozen. Easily, easily. And, and that doesn't even include the amount of different styles of paper airplanes we had to fold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a ton of those. Um, so um, well, let me ask you this question. Overall, let's, just, let's take a step back from your individual roles. What do you think about all this? What do you think about the robot, the robot teams and, and, and FTC and, and FIRST and the competitions? What is your overall impression of all this? Well, I think it's a really cool program that helps children in the middle school and high school levels and even earlier on in elementary levels mm -hmm. and helps them get careers in robotics fields mm -hmm. and helps them learn all about it and go beyond learning and mastering it. And you get really excited when competitions come around and you get to really show spirit for your team and have pride in the work that you've done. So um, I heard, I think I heard earlier that um, like Chris and Lindsay were saying, like it's not just about building the robot, it's about like the process of getting there and like actually communicating with your peers, how much like communication and interaction with everyone else on the team would you say you have done overall? Oh. Uh, a lot. It, it just takes, like, uh, you have to say a lot in order to build stuff. Like, you go do this, you go do that. So it takes, like, stuff. a lot of coordination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself working pretty closely with groups of, uh, of people that are doing one thing that might seem completely opposite to what you're doing, but they're all going toward the same goal. Yes. Very cool, very cool. Um, what have, what's been your favorite part so far of of the different activities here? Like, uh, what, let, let me rephrase that. Do you have a preference for the job that you do here, whether it's programming or mechanical or design? or What's your preference? Uh, probably, probably mechanical, since I get to work with my peers in order to build a big robot, and the end product is satisfying to see. Building stuff's fun. I love building things. What about you, man? For me, I definitely think that the design is the best for me because not having a lot of people help out is really having your own thoughts being shown in the design and the boards that you make to do it and the presentation. I really get to show what I have to offer for the not mechanical or programming section and just rather how it looks. So would you say there's really a place for everybody here, regardless of what their skill set is? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, so there's a lot of uh, kind of core principles to FTC. Uh, one of them is, is, is gracious professionalism. So um, like, what does that mean to you? What does gracious professionalism mean? Uh, um, gracious professionalism to me means keeping a competitive edge while also having respect and compassion for other teams and your teammates. Basically what he said, just being a good sport, treating people with respect, but still trying to be a little bit competitive. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, 
So, uh, how did you two become interested in robotics? Well, I had friends and scouts who are in FRC now, which is the more advanced program. That's the high school team, right? Yeah, the high school team. And they said, oh, you should really join the Frost Robo Falcons. It'll be fun. And a bunch of people were telling me to do that. So, of course, I trusted them. I had one friend who gave me a card one day on the bus that just said, like, FTC and, like, how to join. And I just thought robotics looked pretty cool, and I should join it because I wasn't really doing anything at the time. Is it what you? Is this what you expected it to be? A little bit. Okay. Probably, I I thought it'd be a lot more building, and I thought the world would be way bigger for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's basically about it. Yeah, because the robot's not that big. I mean, it's got to fit inside what an, an eighteen by eighteen by eighteen cube essentially. So, yeah. Which is, is not large. Uh, obviously, you can expand a little bit. Um, this brings up a good point. Why don't you describe the robot? Like, what, what, is, what is the function of the robot this year? What's well, the game? How's that? What, what's the game we have to play this year? The game is called Center Stage. Okay. There's a bunch of different moving parts that happen, but essentially there are these hexagonal pieces called pixels, mm-hmm. which you need to pick them up and put them on a, I don't know, a backdrop. A board. Yeah, a board. A backboard. And the more you place on there and in the right positions, the more points you'll get. There's also more ways to score that is really where strategy comes in, Mm -hmm. like launching paper airplanes that they call drones and hanging the robot on a bar. Very cool. Um, Do you guys have... What's been... This is for you. What, what's been the one of the more challenging aspects of that game for us to sort of master? Um, definitely trying to get the um, intake, so basically the thing that picks those pixels to work, mm-hmm. since uh, it would just like stick to the ground, or it just wouldn't spin sometimes, the inputs just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you think that's more of a programming issue? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that seems to be kind of a... a, a there, there's... One problem is just building the robot, and another one just getting it to do what you want it to do. Because, uh, so the robot, just so that people who, who aren't familiar know, the robot's made up of different motors and servos and parts, and each one of those individual parts has to be programmed to know how to work. And they all have to be programmed together to learn how to work as one big unit. So there's a lot of complicated back and forth that, that happens in the, in the actual design and programming phase of it. Um, do you guys have a favorite aspect of the game that you like? Um, I think that the autonomous portion, okay. which is where the robot is given a pre-code to run, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because it really shows how talented the people who are programming our robot mm-hmm. is, are, well, are. And it's just so interesting because... Even if your drivers mess up and knock everything over, if you have a perfect autonomous, it will work every time, and that's really where the skill portion comes in, rather than luck. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the driving portion. Um, you've got a bit of driving too, right? Yeah. Is it tricky to drive the drone, to drive the robot? Yes. Uh, sometimes you and the operator are trying to do something at the same time, and it just overloads the system. It's 
doesn't move. So there's two of you programmed, two of you control. Yeah. So one person drives the robot itself, moves it physically, and the other person controls what on it? It controls like the intake, drone launcher, basically everything that doesn't have to do with moving or hanging the robot. Wow, that's crazy. So it's a lot of communication between the two of you to work. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's probably pretty tricky. Yeah. Yeah, especially if, if the code's a little off and, and things aren't running the way you'd expect them to. Yeah. Um, so, so what overall, what, what's your, what's been your favorite thing so far that you've seen this year with the Robo Falcons? Do you have, or, or maybe a couple things that you've, you've really enjoyed seeing this year or doing this year? Um, I think our robot, it looks amazing. And in my opinion, it's better than the other team's robot. Mm -hmm. But I think that people did a really good job of building it and making the outer shell of it, okay. which is themed based on Iron Man and because our because the Stark and that's the name of the road okay. that we're on. Very cool. What, what, have, what are some of your favorite things that you've seen or done? Uh, probably communicating with other teams because you get to see what they that their robot does mm -hmm. or what they did over the summer to like fundraise and uh, yeah. Excellent. Would you guys recommend that? So let's, I'll put it you this way. If you were to see somebody on the street and tell them about Robo Falcons, what reasons would you give them for joining the team? Well, again, this may sound like a broken record, but there are so many different things that people could do, and it's well beyond just driving, programming, building, and imagery. There's a lot that anyone could do to offer that would really help out the team. Mm -hmm. I think I would tell them about uh, how you get to build up your communication skills with other people and um, like how to build or how to program or how to design. Uh, thank you guys for being here. It's been a pleasure to interview you and get to know all the ins and outs of what the team is doing and like how they're doing it. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. We really appreciate it. And, um, and we just want to thank everybody out there who's listening to the podcast and, uh, and look forward to more episodes. We're going to have those soon. Uh, but in the meantime, we will, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much.